Poppin'. This is Tay and Cass with the Level the Fuck Up Podcast. It's just a really good journey into discovering, you know, yourself through travel, um, the benefits that travel can have on you if you kind of do it in a mindful manner. What is poppin' level up, ladies? Welcome back to your favorite podcast. At least we hope that we're your favorite. This week, we have an interview with Jesse Terranova. He is our first male on the podcast. We are in a new era, ladies. We are going to start having a little bit of males on our podcast. It's going to allow for us to really broaden the horizons the way we think mentally, as well as it's just kind of fun. It's kind of fun to mix it up. So yeah. Here we are. Um, Jesse is the connection creator, which is the St. John's experience that I went on a couple weeks ago. And he is the creator of the experiences of the retreats and different areas of what you can go to. So he dives into how he created it, why he created it, and how you can be a part of it. And when I say you're not going to want to miss one of these experiences, I mean it. So keep him on your max. Yes. I feel like this podcast was super intriguing to me because I was able to like ask the certain questions of like, how do you make money? And like, how do you actually market for people to actually book you? And how did you actually get into falling in love with traveling and make it your full-time job? And then also just like how you can keep relationships with travel. Cause I feel like that's like something that a lot of people, when we see people who have full-time jobs traveling the world and like obviously living this super beautiful lifestyle um just like kind of how they do it and the tangibles behind the beautiful images and the beautiful videos and I just thought that like Jesse's just such a like a dope down-to-earth very very kind dude and we just like loved talking to him about all of his like passions and kind of just like his the way he like his brain kind of thinks about things it's very interesting so enjoy this podcast we love you guys and here we go Drum roll, please. Jesse Terranova. Jesse, how are you doing today? I'm great, Cass. It's good to connect with the both of you. I know. I'm so excited. Um, Jesse and I were strangers, and now we basically are best friends. Um, Jesse, tell our listeners a little bit more about you, where you're from, what you do, where you are, all the things. Yeah, of course. Uh, so, my name is Jesse. Originally, I'm from New Jersey. Um, I lead travel experiences around the world in groups, like eight to 10 people um, is our bread and butter. And currently right now I am in Montevideo, Uruguay. <laughs> Which no one knows where that is. Look like, it up on a map. Try saying that 10 times fast. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Okay. What brought small- you there? Why are you there? Yeah. One of those small countries in South America. Um, I am competing in an Ironman uh, this weekend on Saturday. So uh, I signed up for a couple months ago and I knew I'd be in Brazil uh, prior to it. So I just said, let's do it. That's amazing. And what number of Ironman is this for you? This will be the fourth. Just mind blowing. Can you imagine doing four Ironmans today? That is, that is amazing. I'm in awe. I can't even imagine doing one. Also, also we want to celebrate you because you are the first male we've had on the podcast. So that's a big deal. So we're just that is a very big deal. You must be very special because we don't have men on the podcast. <laughs> I'm so so about you. 
Um, okay. So what would you say makes like me and Cass always like to do this of like, what makes you dope as fuck? What would you say, Jesse makes you dope as fuck? Hmm. I'd say my history of travel. Okay. And kind of the I way I've it. gone about it. Um, let's go back. Like, let's rewind. When was like your first, like you fell in love with travel? Like, what was that trip? What it looked like for you? And then like, how did it kind of lead into who you are today? Yeah. I attribute a lot of my passion for travel to my sister. Okay. Uh, she, uh, she's older and she was studying abroad in, in Madrid, like, I don't know, 2012, 2013. And so she invited me out to come visit her uh, for a couple of weeks, kind of told me to choose whatever countries we'd go visit. And we had the most amazing time ever. And I don't really remember if there was like a specific moment on the experience where I like fell in love with it. But okay. I think all of the newness that I experienced and all of just the, just like the vastness of the world, new people, new culture, um, just really like stuck with me. And I was like, oh, well, this is interesting. I kind of want to explore this, like the purest person that I am. Uh, so I kind of just remember that. So That's as a amazing. kid, as a kid, were you really curious and what were you curious in? Yeah, I think I'm a curious person by nature. Uh, but as a kid, I was really quiet, really reserved, really to myself, which is interesting. Um, I didn't really break out of my shell until probably like my mid-teens, I'd say late teens. Okay. okay. And what, what kind of, um, I guess, ignited that in you? I think I just started to find my voice and I really, yeah. You're like puberty. Just, puberty did it for me. More more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. <laughs> Tell us more about your business, how it came to life. Like, how did you even come up with the idea of having travel experiences around the world with small groups of people? Like what happened there? Yeah. So for the past five years, um, I've worked in design and travel and tourism. So I put together experiences for whether it be couples, uh, family travel, corporate travel, um, really unique and captivating experiences um, in terms of like the itineraries I make for my clients. Yeah, so I've done it from behind my laptop. And then, you know, over the past couple of years, it's been really tricky for people to kind of get out there and travel. And so I haven't really been able to book a lot of travel. And I've just identified a big problem in the world. Uh, especially in my own personal life in the past of loneliness. And so I just wanted to uh, use connection as like my uniqueness and, and my solution to that problem through travel. And so I was like, well, I've been on a couple of trips uh, that I've led with just friends and they've always gone really well. Cause as you probably know, like I'm the go-to for like all your travel trends, all your travel tips, all your travel recommendations. And I had gone on a, a fam trip in, in Portugal. And for your audience, a fam trip is pretty awesome. It's an experience for travel advisors where uh, the hotels will basically pay for your entire experience, like your stay, uh, all of your meals, all of your tours. And in exchange for them kind of like just handing this over to you, they hope that you would help to bring business to their hotels, to their programs with your clients. And so I had done that in Portugal before I moved there last year. And just kind of fell in love with the style because there were there was about eight to ten of us, <laughs> other travel advisors on the experience, and I was like, this is so cool. And I know I have so much more to offer the world than just put, putting chips together behind my laptop. 
And yeah. I kind of, I, I've always, you know, I'm a natural born leader. I've always taken initiative. I've always loved kind of orchestrating, directing, like leading. And so I was like, this is just perfect. I'm going to try it out and see what happens. Yeah, no, I love it. So is each trip going to be a week long? And what are the experiences that the client that is coming, like will experience through that? Yeah, I think they'll vary, you know, anywhere between five to 10 days, depending on where we go, because they're going to be global. And if people are flying out to places that are a little far, it doesn't make sense to go for five days. Um, mm-hmm. There'll always be extensions as well for people who want to maybe travel, um, you know, longer than the trip that they're on. Uh, mm-hmm. I can always offer different types of like itineraries or add-ons, um, you know, things like that. But Again, it varies. It varies with the destination. I think you know there'll be places where we'll go where we'll you know be more in nature. So there'll be some hiking. Um, you know there'll be more of a experience where you're not so bombarded with activities on an itinerary, more like kind of laid back. And then we'll we'll head into some different types of cities uh, and kind of get you know involved in all the culture there um, in terms of like what the people do on a daily basis. For example, like Argentina, right? Like it's so rich with diversity and culture and food and dancing and all of these amazing things you can do. Um, so like Buenos Aires is a great place to go, but it'll probably be more on the busier side because there's just so much to see and do. Yeah, no, for sure. So how many trips are you having in 2022? <laughs> well, I have planned out like one a month uh, for the year. So we'll see how that goes. It may be uh, a little too much to take on this early in the game, but as yeah. you know, I like to level up and challenge myself. So hey, hey. that's why <laughs> we're, we're here for it. Yeah, I feel like we'll too, just happens. throwing yourself like head first. And then obviously you're going to learn like boundaries and like what you can take on and what, you know, like you're going to learn so much about, you know, how much, cause like we in photography, it's like, each one of us, we like piled on, like I did like, I think 45 weddings my first year and I obviously burnt out, but I wouldn't have known. I wouldn't have known like the top thing that I could do, you know? And now it's just like learning from there. My next question would be like, what surprised you when you first started doing these experiences? What surprised me was how much I already knew that I didn't know. Um, I think that things were just like flowing through me on the experience that I, I was just tapping into some intuition and some instinct that I just didn't think was there. Like all the wisdom really just lies from within. Um, so I guess just it's like once you trust idea. yourself, yeah, like the yeah. confidence is there, but you just have to kind of tap into it. Mm. Oh yeah, for sure. So okay, where's so- the next one at? Yeah. And I want to walk down like the confidence piece for you too. Yeah, we should do that. Cass, the next trip is where it all started, round two in the Virgin Islands in May. So uh, exciting. At the end of May, we're going to do it again. Uh, so it's it's exciting. Yeah. So for all you listeners that were super jealous of my trip to St. John's, you got to go because it's life-changing and the best time of your life. Honestly, I didn't know much about the Virgin Islands, but 10 out of 10, like obsessed, everything about it. Like I could do it every week. I loved it so much. Yeah. And I I heard obviously firsthand how much she took away from it. And I think too, it's like, not only are you experiencing like the epic place and new scenery that you've never seen, but like the people that you choose to go on these experiences or the people that when people just like sign up for a trip like that, the people that you're going to connect with and meet in like-minded wavelengths, it's just going to give you so much more 
than you could ever ask for. Oh, yeah. So I think just that that's the best that thing you. is like they're strangers and they become best friends. Like every single person that was on that trip is now like such a homie and like yeah. they were a stranger before. It's like mind-blowing to even think about. Yeah. And how that can bond you so closely. Mm-hmm. Very so sure. Cool. So cool. Um, what would you say is like a like maybe so far in your industry of traveling experiences, like what's like a failure that you've bounced back from or learned from? Hmm. I'd say trying to go at it alone. Uh, if I had to choose, like there's definitely time to go on some experiences by yourself to do some like soul searching and some discovery. But I think when I thought that I could do this alone, I, I struck out a lot. Um, and then once I started to kind of build a team around me to assist with the experiences, um, started hit home runs, really. Like the first trip that we had was such a success. I didn't, I didn't think that that would ever be possible, like the first go at it. So I think the people that I surrounded myself with, and obviously, like you guys said, I didn't really know what to expect because um, we were all strangers, right? Other than like my team but all of our guests were strangers, but I'll never forget this. My mom still has this to this day on the fridge and it's a little quote, like next to all the thousand pictures and magnets she has on the fridge. It's like crazy every time I'm trying to open that thing. Um, but it, it says a friend is just a stranger you haven't met yet. And that has always stuck with me because if you think about it, all of your friends, all of your homies cast, everyone, you know, right now was once a stranger and now they're Yeah. Out. Yeah. Dang. I love it. I love it so much. Jesse, what would you say has like gotten you to the mindset of like becoming an entrepreneur and like doing this journey on its own? Yeah. Again, the support system, uh, mentors, coaches, family, really, really amazing support in my life to help propel me forward. But it, it all kind of starts from within, right? So you have to take action um, on your on your visions, dreams. You have to draw them up. And I think for me personally, uh, I'm a big believer in keystone habits. So, you know, pick a habit that if you do it, it has a positive effect on other arenas in your life, right? So for mm -hmm. example, sleep, you get really good sleep, just a simple, simple example. Sleep is, you know, if you sleep well, you know, you'll, you'll think better, you'll, you'll perform better. Um, you'll kind of, it's just, it's just a really good habit to, to get into. Uh, for me, I, I chose the Ironman because it keeps me disciplined, it keeps me consistent, keeps me in good shape, um, it keeps my confidence up there. And so I say, you know, for me, I just really try to ingrain really good habits into my everyday life mm -hmm. and my so that I can kind of stay sharp. Yeah, no, totally. Um, I know that there's like other travel experiences out there. What would you say makes yours different? So... That was that was the <laughs> that was the problem that I was experiencing with my travel um, experiences for my clients. Um, I would always add in a little piece, a little component of the itinerary where they'd be like a meaningful or a mindful like quote or like you know, for example, leave your phone at home today for couples and and just you know experience the the day with your with your significant other. Um, and then I decided that when I was going to build out my travel experiences where I was going to leave them in person, um, I had to take a different spin on things. Um, personally, I've used travel as a vehicle to help improve and transform my life. 
And it's just incredible the effects that it's had on me. And I've also shared my knowledge with other people, uh, really good friends who have very similar experiences. And for example, on the St. John trip, we um, partook in a mastermind one day where <laughs> we got really vulnerable. We sat down. Um, but it, the thing is, is it wouldn't have been created if it wasn't a safe and non-judgmental environment. Uh, and so I don't know, maybe it's just a skill of mine. Maybe it's just that particular experience, but everybody was very comfortable sharing, um, you know, their dreams, their visions, uh, things that are holding them back, their limitations. And so um, in a couple like retreats that I've done in the past, like I've done a Kundalini retreat, uh, Kundalini yoga. And so I know that it's really vital to have people, um, you know, talk about personal things first um, to kind of open them up. And then they, they reach that vulnerable state, which is really interesting. Um, yeah. It kind of leads into other experiences. People start chatting, people start talking, things get stirred up. Um, and then it just creates a really good recipe for connection. For sure. I would even say for me, like being on the trip, it was like just being able to connect on a deeper level was game changing. Like it was the connection for me versus the trip. Like, yes, St. John's is beautiful. And yes, we did the most amazing excursions. But at the end of the day, it was getting to connect with people so deeply and getting to do it with everyone that made it so like life-changing for sure. Um, you had us read a book called Mindful Travel. Tell us why you gave us that book. Sarah Samuel. Yeah, that book came across in my life um, at random. I was at a bookstore in Montana after visiting Glacier National Park, which by the way is one of the most beautiful places in the States. Retweet. Uh, and I just saw it and I was like, this book looks like a book that I should read. And so I just grabbed it. And then, um, I mean, that book has completely transformed my life. It just, it doesn't really tell you um, how to travel, but more of why we travel. Um, and so it's just a really good journey into discovering you know, yourself through travel, um, the benefits that travel can have on you if you kind of do it in a mindful manner. And man, I mean, you read it, Cass. It's, it's an incredible book. It really What is. would you say, Jesse, like travel has taught you about yourself? Like three things, three things, if you could name them. Yeah. Travel has taught me to uh, be spontaneous um, and in a good way, right? Not uh, I think I used to be called impulsive a lot growing up. <laughs> and now I've I've kind of had to uh, redefine what that looks like. But I think spontaneous is something that's definitely taught me. I'd say it's also taught me, um, it's taught me connection. It's taught me connection to myself, to others, to the world around me. Um, you know, how to get comfortable uh, being uncomfortable and how to appreciate the world more uh, so that when you come home, um, you, know, you can kind of integrate that into your life. That's and I so think that what has travel taught me? Um, travel taught me, travel's taught me to have fun. I think we take life too seriously sometimes uh, as an entrepreneur. I mean, it's, it's not easy. It's a lot of work. It's, you know, it's stressful. It's, uh, it can be uh, very challenging, but I think when you make that time to uh, to have fun or to set it up in your calendar one week to kind of take the the stress off, uh, it can okay. be very valuable. Um, my next question would be like for our listeners, in a sense of how do you afford to kind of live the lifestyle that you live, or like 
maybe before you started experiences, like how did you afford travel in general for someone who wants to do it? And then two, how do you like market or make money off of your experiences? If you're comfortable talking about that. Yeah, of course. Open book here. Uh, So yeah, I think it's interesting you bring this up. I think a lot of us um, don't budget. And (laughs) I don't mean this in a bad way, but for the folks living in New York City or San Francisco or LA or Chicago um, or even Nashville, um, rent is extremely high. Um, Meals are extremely high, especially in a place like Florida. Like I was just in Florida for a month in um in boca like near fort lauderdale miami like that place it's insane how expensive it is like yeah. it's 30 bucks to go get like a little meal for lunch it's insane um but i think being able to you know take my life uh on the road um in terms of like this nomadic lifestyle that i have lived in the past now obviously living in portugal as a home base it's been much easier um but i think it depends on how you design you know, your life where, you know, where's that money going? You know, like if you're living in San Francisco, you're easily spending 5k a month, um, on rent, on food, on, you know, whatever daily experiences. So I think just taking a look at the budget is, is a good start. Uh, and I think if you want to travel more, you know, there are so many ways to do it uh, inexpensively. I think everyone looks at, at travel and they say, Oh, I have to stay in a five-star resort or a four-star resort or, hotel or it's not going to be fun it's not going to be meaningful and so it depends on your style of travel but there are so many ways to kind of get around that um it's it's not as expensive as you may think it is once you get out there because there's there's loopholes around there's ways to i can go on forever about this there's ways to get credit cards to get uh, to get money back uh there's ways there's so many hacks talk to Lee about it Cass. you'll do it and she'll, she'll be able to set you up with that Yeah, yeah, we're interviewing her, and I'm excited to dive into the travel hacks. Okay, and then how how do you make that moolah as you're traveling and with the travel experiences? Of course. So uh, obviously, I provide a really amazing service, as Cass knows, um, and so I have to charge for it, right? So what I do is, uh, since I have amazing relationships that I've cultivated with different hotels, with different tour companies uh, all around the world uh, through through my um, advising and consult- consulting work, um, I'm able to get really incredible um, prices for my clients at really great discounts, really great perks. Um, I work under the umbrella of a company called In The Know Experiences. Uh, they're based out of New York. And so they have these amazing relationships in place uh, as well. And so I, I, I work with different hotels. Um, and I also, in exchange for some content, it's, it's a really great way to get hotels for free or to get villas for free or a discounted rate. Uh, that way uh, I can charge the client a little bit less. And my profit margin um, is able, is still kind of there. Um, but again, I, I have to charge. I can't, you know, I can't host these for free as much as I really want to. thousand percent. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, and like, do you, so say someone's out there listening to this and they're so inspired by you and they're like, okay, one, I would love to be a travel advisor and do this, what you're doing. Or two, I would love to like message hotels and, and try to like give them content and in return for a free stay. Um, what like are some tangibles that you could give our audience that they could possibly do? Hire a photographer and a videographer <laughs> for your first, for your first experience 
or for whatever it is that you want to create if you're not a good photographer and videographer because um, everyone is doing this now. It's not really new anymore. And I'd say focus on the videography because hotels have really amazing photos typically nowadays. And what's really going to sell, what's really going to captivate our videos, uh, our people who are coming in. And, you know, for example, at the Hills on, on St. John Pass, when you arrived, what was on the TV? Just some music that was playing, right? Um, we, we spoke with, with the owner there and, um, we're going to create a, a video for him that when every, when every guest arrives, uh, there's going to be an amazing St. John experience video just awaiting them. So I think, um, you know, having the, the good content, uh, in exchange for these experiences, um, it is a good start, but the mm-hmm. best start is to just try just to reach out and get a feel mm-hmm. for what hotels are looking for. Um, you know, let them know that, you know, your intention, let them know that you want to stay there. You want to, um, provide value to them for your clients. And usually they're able to work with you. If you give them enough time, uh, they have, they have massive budgets for this, uh, you know, 10, 20, $30,000 sometimes, especially if you're working with big, bigger hotel chains, uh, they're happy to do this to just promote their properties, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, I'm just sorry. I'm like really minute, like detail wise, like, okay, like email wise, you say like, I, this is my intention for the, for what I would like to get out of this with you and what I'd like to give you. And then do you provide like a media kit or like anything with your social media or just like content photos that you've had in the past from other hotels or other experiences that you've had? Like, what are you giving them that normally they bite off of? Yeah, you don't want to give too much off uh, on the first start. But yeah, I definitely want to include a media kit in there, some of your work, so they have an idea of what to expect. Okay. Um, I think you just want to come off really sincere. Uh, and you want to just make mm-hmm. sure you clearly define your intention. Like, why Why is this? Usually I just say, I want to, I want to provide value. I don't think a lot of people say that. I so literally just say, I want to provide value to you and the hotel and the brand. And okay. I usually get a response because I don't know what that looks like. And I want mm-hmm. them to define, you know, what does that look like? What can I do for you? How can I serve you? Uh, that, that's super helpful. But I think, you know, collaborating with other people is really valuable. Mm-hmm. So, uh, for example, on the St. John experience, we had um, two really amazing guys come. And so they assisted me now with uh, amazing content that I can go ahead and use now in all of my media kits. Um, I own it now, you know, obviously. They took it and everything, but uh, something that I'm going to have on all of my experiences is a photographer and videographer. Uh, hopefully, Lee and John will come on most of them. They're already set to come on the St. John experience in May, which is awesome. And I know Cass is working with John, so I'm like super, super uh, excited that everyone's connecting. Uh, that was just my intention for the trip. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think having them on the trip is really valuable. One, two, in, in exchange for you know the content, we can maybe get some freebies for our clients. And two... Uh, we want to be able to provide our clients with the best possible experience. And so, you know, they're going to receive all these incredible photos and videos for their own personal use. If they want to put it on their Instagram or if they want to put it in their media kit, like it's it's available for everyone. So I yeah. think the value is there in terms of the, the content. 
Yeah, I can just oh, hear it in sure. like your your voice and like your heart and like just how how passionate you are about giving value. And I think that is honestly what makes you so different from a lot of other travel advisors or like experiences that I've at least seen is that you're like a human before you're like a business. You know? Well, Richard, yes. Richard Branson said this and he said, provide more value than anyone else in the marketplace. And one, the money will come. And two, you'll build something really, really incredible. So mm. I think, um, yeah, I think something like Zappos is, is pretty amazing. So they were struggling uh, many, many years back. Uh, for those of you, I'm sure all of your 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 girl audience, <laughs> girl audience knows who Zappos is. And our two percent of uh, men, maybe. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, they were selling shoes. They were selling shoes, and they were about to go bankrupt. And they had a consultant come in, and he said, "Why don't you provide more value than anybody else, and you know, provide free shipping for the uh, customers if the shoes don't fit." And the CEO or director is like, you're insane. That's never going to work. You're crazy. And sure enough, they did it. And Amazon bought Zappos for, I don't know, probably a billion dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars, right? So it's it's just providing more value. It doesn't make sense to do it. At first, you're like, this, this is stupid. Why am I spending all this money? Why am I doing this? But at the end of the day, I think over time, you see your ROI, like really, uh, it's really incredible. It, it's just it's just putting in that ex- that extra touch or going the next uh, step for people that they really appreciate. Totally. For sure. What would it's you? So good. What would you? Sorry, Cass. Um, no, what would you, you tell think- your like younger Jesse? Like, what would you tell him? Like, who had the itch to do this kind of but didn't have a direction? Like, what advice would you tell him now, hmm. if you could? I think it's hard to say if I would have advice for my younger self. I'm kind of really pleased with how that journey's gone because I had to learn and cha- and be challenged by all of the things in the past to become who I am today. But if I had to like give myself a head start or mm-hmm. I don't know <laughs> a cheat sheet, I'd probably say to um, hmm, it's a really really good question because I think for people listening. I think it would be good for them to just be like, you know, what's, how can I be inspired by you? How can I learn from you through your mistakes or through your challenges that you've experienced? You know, like how can they maybe avoid those? I'd say to focus on this one quote. I think it's really powerful. Um, I, I live life by quotes. <laughs> so same. <laughs> yeah. So I always, I've, I've been saying for a long time, it's happening for you, not to you. And so I think when things happen to us on a daily basis, uh, we can become freaked out pretty easily, scared, fearful, um, kind of go back in our shell and like, why is this happening to me? I feel like we've all said that before in our life, right? Like, why is this happening to me right now? And so I'm just looking back on life now, I see why things have happened to me. And sometimes you have to live life um, to kind of look back in hindsight to understand why things uh, occur to us. But yeah, I'd say, you know, just be okay with the moment. It's happening for a reason. Yeah, for sure. When it comes to mindset, Jesse and I definitely bond over this topic. And so I want to shift gears just in regards to what type of mindset development have you done that you've seen tenfold in your life? Mm, everything is mindset. Mindset's everything. That's true. <laughs> Great answer. <laughs> um, I think just just uh, seeking knowledge, 
right? And so whatever that looks like to you in terms of books, podcasts, mentors, uh, coaches, uh, whatever knowledge looks like to you, it's, it's out there in, in many different forms. And so just seeking it and finding out, you know, it's trial and error, what works best for you? Like if a podcast works for me, it might not work for you. If a book works for me, it might yeah. not work for you. So I think just finding out, you know, those, those avenues or those outlets that, that work for you. But I mean, there's so much knowledge out there. It's, it's at our fingertips. And mm-hmm. I think just being open to receiving it and then yeah. it to your life in, in, um, in various ways is, is kind of the way forward there when it comes to mindset. When it comes to a mentor, who has really changed your life that you've had like a mentor in the past? Hmm. I'd say Lewis House. He okay. like the person that comes to mind. He's not, he hasn't specifically obviously been my mentor, um, but it's really interesting. One of my really good friends, Luke, that I grew up with um, just sent me a message and he said, I, I never understood why you told me that Lewis is a teacher or a mentor for you until I just realized that we don't need to be um, in direct conversation with people like Lewis House, who hosts the School of Greatness, if, for those of you who don't know, one of the most amazing podcasts out there. Um, because if you look at it and you view it in the perspective of him actually like talking to you, because he is, and his guests talking to you, like that's what a podcast is. It's really incredible and inspiring. But um, through, you know, I can even say through my relationship with him, like I've, I spent more time at Lewis than, than my family when I was working on, um, I worked on a super yacht for a year and spent a lot of time scrubbing and washing and cleaning. And so every day I listened to two podcasts for 10 months, every day, two podcasts. And so I just learned a ton from him and his guests. And I really have to credit his podcast for a lot of the wisdom, knowledge, uh, steps that I've taken in my life. Mm, yeah, that was so good. I love it. Okay. In regards to like routines, tell us some um, keystone habits and routines that you have in your life. And get really detailed with it. Like morning, night, like I want to know the details. I have to admit, I'm really, really bad at routine. Okay. Uh, you like spontaneity. I, I'm right there with you. No, I, you know, it's, it's tough for me. Uh, I think first off, I'm super excited that I now live in Portugal. However, I can't, like I was approved for my visa. I'm sorry, my residency in, in, I don't have my appointment till June. So I had to play Nomad when I found out in February for another three months. And I've been playing Nomad for many years now. And so it's really hard to take your life on the road with you, all your schedules, all of your no, totally means it's really difficult because I can't even do it. Like if I'm in one place. Right. And so I know I that's think, so interesting. Yeah. It's really difficult uh, and for me personally. And so, you know, I'm working through it, but if there's a couple that I had to choose and I'll get really specific here, I think in the morning uh, I wouldn't be able to function at the level that I do if I didn't, didn't meditate. Um, I meditate every morning, Cass, I meditated every morning on the trip <laughs> and, and I try to in the evenings around like five, 6 PM, like after a work day or sometimes two, three o'clock, whenever, whenever I, I kind of feel I need to, uh, that's first and foremost, it brings me so much, um, peace and wisdom and just overall, like, I don't know what I'd do without it. Uh, so I say definitely meditation. I say yoga at least three times a week. I definitely try and do because with my Iron Man, I need to be able to keep my hips uh, flexible and my body like in 
just stretching is really important, right? So yoga, yoga is good. Um, exercising is good. Uh, what else? Food is really important as well. Um, I've just seen how many people are healed by just changing their diet. It's really, really wild. Um, a lot of us don't want to yeah. do it. I get it. But, you know, if you can maybe substitute the Coca-Cola or the Sprite for like water or like just drink water, it's, it's all you have to do. It's so easy. This is my Keystone habit for you guys right here. Drink water. It's so yes. simple and you will feel incredible. I, I literally just drink like a lot of water, but I drink water every, sometimes I don't even eat a meal. I just, I'll just drink water. And I feel like I'm on top of the world. And I know a lot of people who also do this and like, water is the solution. Like, yeah. It's like everyone people. listening, just drink water and you can become like Jesse. Okay. That's, that's <laughs> the number one takeaway. <laughs> that's, that's an amazing though, like tip. So like when you're traveling, I'm going to kind of do a side note here. How does that affect like your relationships? Like your mm. dating life or like, is that an interest or like, how does that affect that part of your life? Yeah. I think no matter where I go, uh, I have the ability to create connection um, with strangers pretty often. So that definitely helps. But I'm also aware of you know, maintaining the relationships that I already do have. And so I noticed pretty quickly, like, for example, when I was living in New York, um, it's really sad, but my mom worked like a couple blocks from, I worked on 42nd and Madison and she was literally on like 41st and Park. It's like a 10 minute walk. And I saw her like once a month. It's really sad, but it's true. Life, life happens. It takes over. Um, I moved to California and my sister was like, you're going to be so far. And, and, you know, I was, but I still made time for them and all that. But now moving to Portugal, I told her it's literally almost the same distance from New York to San Diego, from New York to Portugal. So, Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. It's, I mean, a couple hours, give or take. But Yeah, I think, yeah, but close. Yeah. I think that uh, even when we are close to people, like we, we sometimes don't make the time for them. Um, and then, yeah. you know, being in the technological advanced world that we're in today, it's like so easy to pick up the phone and just like make a phone call. And yeah. to really answer your question, I like I text and it's okay. I prefer to do it on my laptop because if I do it on my phone, I'm sitting there all day long. With, like it's taking me hours to get back to all these people. Uh, but I like I pick up the phone and call. I'm I'm old school, so I love talking on the phone with friends, with family. I make the time for it in my schedule. I literally write like call Pete, one of my best friends, or like call mom or dad. Like I just. If I don't do that, then I forget. Life happens, right? And so I think I I just make that time to uh, maintain relationships. I think it's really important to I do that. I think that that was really well said, what you just said of like you put it in your calendar. I think so many people don't – like they've just put their to-dos or their work tasks in their calendar and they don't actually put their um, personal – life things in their calendar and I think that like doing like a call with your mom or a call with your sister or your grandma um it's like very important because it's intentionality and I think that that's what I'm like reading the most from you is like you're just very intentional you have to be you have to be with how much you travel yeah it's, it's a requirement um mm -hmm. for sure so and even though you said you're not good at routines I would say like you're incredible at being intentional and like that's why I was surprised at his answer because yeah. I know him and in my head I'm like you have habits you have routines like what the heck you mean I saw I watched you 
And, and, but I get what you're saying, but that's where you're right. Taylor is you're so intentional with the way you live. It's almost as though they are naturally routines and habits, but you don't recognize it because mm-hmm. you're so into it mm-hmm. where the average human that doesn't do those things would be like dudes on lock with his habits and routines. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, chicas, I'm trying to level up. No. Hey. <laughs> okay, so the then point. let's go down a, ra- a uh, like a different path of like what do you want to implement into your routines and habits? If anything. Yeah, I think more consistency. That's it. I mean, I know what I want to do. I know what I need to do, but it's just make it's just doing it, right? I mean, consistency and what? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, play a book from Nike, just do it. I mean, it's so simple. You wonder, <laughs> I love the quote, man, you're my favorite. <laughs> Come on, just do it. But I think, I think that I hold myself back a lot of the time, right? On things that I want to do or that I need to do. And me and Cass had a really good conversation about this, uh, about delegation mm-hmm. and not knowing like, should I do this or should I hire someone to do this? Cause I'm not an expert in this and it's going to take me a long time to do this. So why not hire someone who can do this? Yeah. Uh, you know, so I don't know. I think it's just kind of continuing down that journey of uh, schedule making and consolidating. Yeah. And it's like, mm-hmm. it's hard for all mm-hmm. of us, right? But totally. Uh, and just finding out how you want to live your life. I think it's funny um, when we're younger, we're asked a lot of questions like, what do you want to be when you grow up? Or like, you know, what career do you want to be in? Mm-hmm. But we're never really asked, like, how do you want to live your life? And I'll never forget one of my mentors in San Diego asked me that question. And like, I, I listen to people um, and I, I, I heard him out and I was like, wow, that's really powerful because I've never thought of that before. And so, you know, why can't I wake up when I want to wake up and, you know, be running outside, not at 6 a.m. before my, my, I have to be in work or at, instead of like later in the day or at nine or at noon or whatever, like I can create, you know, my own life. And here's another one for you. Uh, you are the author of your life and there are infinite storylines. Choose your own adventure. Wait, say that again, but say it slower. I'll say it. Slower. I get excited because that's like my favorite quote. Um, so again, slower, author- everyone listen up. Yeah, yeah, listen up. You are the author of your life and there are infinite storylines. Choose your own adventure. Oh, my drop. Rob. Wow. I feel like we could talk to you for like hours. <laughs> You Likewise. you are so interesting. And um, Cass, do you want to ask anything else before we do the rapid fire? No, I love it. We're going to do rapid fire questions, and I'm excited about these answers. I know, me too. Okay, so we do these at the end of every interview, just quick, just whatever comes to mind. Are you ready? Let's do it. Yes? Okay. Okay, number one is going to be how do you choose to level up daily? How do I choose? <laughs> okay, rapid fire. How do I choose to, to level up daily? I just do it. Fuck yeah. That's great. Okay, two, how do you anchor yourself through hard seasons? Meditation. Biggest piece of advice that you would tell our listeners? Be yourself. What's next for you? I love it. Me too. Can you share your top three book recommendations for our audience? Okay. Uh, Number one would have to be Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren. Completely transformed my life. 
uh, and how I go about it. Um, number two would have to be uh, Mindful Traveling by Sarah Samuel. <laughs> and number three would have to be, hmm. I'd say the compound effect is pretty powerful. Darren Hardy. Mm. Good. Okay. I haven't read any of those and I'm really excited to add those to my book list. So thank you. Um, What do you feel like people get wrong about you? I think... um, Yes. Would you? What, do you have anything wrong about me? <laughs> no. Oh my god, that's not a good. That doesn't count. Okay. <laughs> or like the way that you come off, maybe like you feel like maybe someone judges you or judges yeah, your travel think, life. Yeah, I think uh, I think I'm a very passionate person, and I think I'm a very like I'm like excited for life. I have a lot of a lot of zeal. Is it zeal or zeal? Zeal, 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 zest. And so I think a lot of people came off to me in the past before I like, now I really don't care um, because it's who I am that like, I'm a little like too much. Like, how is he always so happy? How is he always Mm. like in this state? How does he maintain that? Um, I think it's just my mindset. And so I used to dim my light uh, for other people. And I was told pretty quickly to stop doing that. (laughs) That's some pretty awesome people who, who have been helping my, helping me with my vision. Um, so I'd say, I'd say for sure, just, uh, embracing who I am. Fuck and, yeah. Uh, just, yeah. I love that. Okay. Leading so off good. of that or kind of piggybacking, um, what do you feel like your superpower gift or purpose is? Connection. Good answer. Um, what is your top resource in a sense of like podcasts or, uh, maybe someone you follow on social media or a show or something like that, that someone can watch and be inspired by? Lewis Howes, for sure. Uh, School of Greatness. He has a lot of really amazing books, um, as well. One of the books, for example, is called Masks of Masculinity. Uh, woman, it's actually really good for you too. Uh, it like helps you to get an introspective view of your significant other because it talks about the things that men um, mask, right? The things that they're holding back, the things that are preventing them from being vulnerable, from being communicative, uh, stuff like that. And then number two, I'd say uh, keep a lookout for uh, a collaborate collaborative trip coming up with Regan Hillier. Look her up on um, on Instagram. Look her, look her up on her website. Ooh. But uh, it's a pretty good chance we'll be doing a trip together uh, this year. That's so fun. Okay. And last but not least, plug yourself. Tell our audience where they can find you. How can they learn more about you? How can they go on an experience with you? <laughs> well, uh, in terms of social media, I don't spend too much time. But if I am on social media, it's on Instagram. So you can find me there at The Connection Creator. Um, and then everything in my in my bio there in the link uh just just visit there and everything you need to join a trip to learn more about me and what it is that i do is there amazing and i'll put all of that it. stuff in the show notes for you guys listening so you guys can find him really easily um jesse thank you so much for dropping so much wisdom on our tribe i know that all of their lives are going to be changed right now and they're going to want to book a trip 
to wherever. The, I can't even pronounce where you're at right now. But you're going to want to book a trip. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> but just like Nike, just do it. Just, just book fucking do it. <laughs> and level the fuck up, you guys. We'll see you guys next week. Oh, 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 oh,